Welcome to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast, home to all things hockey in our great province. Now, here's your host, Ted Emmett. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Center Ice podcast. And well, it's a belated Happy New Year, but it is our first episode of 2021. So to me, it's still a new year. I'm your host, Ted Emmett. Looking forward to another year of Center Ice and our first full year of the podcast at that. 2020 is in the rear view. I think we can all agree. Wasn't the best. Don't really want to dwell on it. We know how we all feel about it. So it's time to look ahead to 2021. And although things still aren't great right now, and as of the moment of recording this podcast, sports and pretty much most of the province are still on pause, but there are some glimmers of hope. So hopefully a lot to look forward to and good things ahead in 2021. Lots of great stuff though planned for episode 6 which really focuses on accessibility to hockey and making sure every kid in the province has a chance to play hockey if they want to and really be able to take everything they can out of the sport and and get those experiences that hockey or any sport really for that matter can offer. Uh, To help us do that we have two great guests today. Uh, One a little later on in the show being Kevin Hodgson the executive director of Heroes Hockey which is an incredible organization. They're a mentorship based program that provides provides free access to hockey for those who can't otherwise afford it. And that's actually in 12 cities across Canada, including Calgary and Edmonton. But before that, let's get to our first guest. Joining us now is the newest board member of the Hockey Alberta Foundation, eight-time Canadian long drive champion Lisa Vluswick, better known as Lisa Longball. Lisa, thanks a lot for joining us. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited to be part of the Hockey Alberta Foundation board. And, uh, you know, your bio was pretty long and I thought instead of me kind of listing it off and all the things you do in sport and outside of sport as well, uh, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and yeah, all the things you do. Oh, wow. Sure. Absolutely. Well, right now I currently compete in the sport of long drive. So I'm on the, uh, compete on the golf channels, world long drive tour. And as you mentioned, I'm an eight time Canadian long drive champion. In addition to competing, I am also a golf journalist. So I write for several publications, including inside golf magazine where I share golf tips and also uh, talk about great places to travel and golf around the world. Uh, I also am a keynote speaker, so I speak at conferences and conventions. I I share my main message of drive determines distance. I absolutely believe knowing and being committed to what drives you determines how far you will go, both personally and professionally. I also own my own golf school, so I started a golf school for women, so I run the golf school in Calgary, I've run it in Toronto, and I also run it in the United States in um, Phoenix and in Orlando. And this year I had to pivot, of course, with the pandemic. So I'll be running them in British Columbia. So absolutely love that. And I'm a corporate and golf uh, entertainer. So I entertain at corporate and charity golf tournaments all across North America. So quite a few hats, big ambassador for golf, but sport in general. But with golf being such a big part of your life, I guess what the first thing is, what led you to, to joining the Hockey Alberta Foundation? Well, actually, uh, my most important hat I wear, or the most important role I have is I'm a mom. So I'm a mom of a 14-year-old boy, and he so he plays U15 hockey, and uh, I have seen what a gift hockey has been in his life. And as you mentioned, sport has always been a huge part of my life. Um, I see the benefits of sport. I started off in gymnastics and I credit my background in gymnastics as to why I can hit the ball the length of three and a half NFL football fields. But I, I have seen the joy that sport has brought. And now I see it with my ch- with my with my son. And so to see how much he loves it and, and the camaraderie and, and all the life lessons he learns from it, I, I just am truly passionate about sport. But now seeing hockey, and again, I'm 
I'm not a great hockey player myself, but I saw what it can do for children. So being part of the Hockey Alberta Foundation Board, that foundation, uh, their, their whole mantra is every kid, every community. So I truly want every child in Alberta to experience the joy that my son has had and the lessons that he gets to learn from participating in hockey. And now you, you join the foundation kind of, as you've already alluded to, in some weird times. So, you know, a lot of the events, the things that would normally go on haven't really happened, but you've probably already seen, you know, a lot of people think there's a lot of money in hockey, you know, so they don't necessarily think how hard it really is to access the game. But how important is that for kids? Because there's there's so many out there, as you've probably seen and will continue to see that just can't afford or aren't in the right circumstance to join the game. So how important is it to, to reach all those kids and make sure too that everyone knows just how difficult it can be to access the game? It is. I think you're right. I think there is a common misconception that it's, oh, well, that's a sport for quote unquote rich kids. And it, it's not at all. I think that, you know, you go outside right now to any outdoor rink, especially in the pandemic, you're going to see kids, adults, everyone out there skating, enjoying the fresh air, you know, and, and playing hockey. The problem is, is that it's it's expensive. The fees are expensive for, uh, for getting into uh, an association potentially, but also just even the equipment, even if you want to go to play outdoors, if you're interested in it. And we have many new Canadians that come that are interested in the sport, but don't know enough about it. So there's so many different avenues that we need that, that we as the foundation and I think as, as as people in Alberta we want to support because we we see the love of the game and and it is it, it's an expensive game and there's more people there's more people that need our help than than the, the public thinks I, I I agree with that and on the subject when you mentioned new Canadians and you know, uh, something that the Hockey Alberta Foundation has been involved with here in Red Deer I've been lucky enough to be involved with is uh, the CARE program the Central Alberta Refugee Effort where we've gone out gone on the ice with with new Canadians we've provided the equipment provided a bit of lessons for them and honestly for me personally it was a bit of a lesson for me too because I'm not that great at hockey but you know it's really cool to firsthand see those experiences and see what what hockey can mean to people who haven't had a chance to to be part of it before so for you personally um, what what kind of stuff have you seen in sport in general, not even necessarily just with hockey, but do you have any of those examples too, where you can see just how much the game can either change the life of an individual or, or a group? Well, just even to your point, you know, you you look at uh, how much the hockey can can truly mean to someone. And when we talk about introducing people to hockey, we don't mean getting them on a road to the NHL. We just want them to enjoy the sport, to get out there, to play. So it doesn't mean that we're all we're only interested in these high elite players. We just want people to participate and feel part of the community. Uh, for me, I, I I can I can liken it to golf. Um, I've seen you know children. I've I've had the opportunity to be involved in camps where. There are children that have that haven't had the opportunity to ever swing a golf club, hold a golf club in their hand, and when we've had these these neat camps where kids get a chance to have there's donated equipment and we provide free lessons that the kids to get out there to swing the club, and when you see them strike that ball and hit it like butter the first time and it soars through the air, the smile and grin on their face, they're outdoors, fresh air, sun on their face. To me, you that, that's such great joy. So if we can provide just sport in general to kids to get them outside being active get them off the you know the, the electronic games the xboxes the playstations you know get them outside having fun there's so much to be said for that again whether it be hockey golf soccer swimming whatever it is getting kids to be active and you, you kind of you made me think of maybe one of my favorite foundation events of the year that, that we've done every year in conjunction with the golf tournament is the rinks to links which obviously you again didn't get to be a part of that this year but moving forward with the hockey alberta foundation obviously 
so you're going to be right in your element there. Bringing the kids out, they get a bit of a golf lesson and then they go play hockey too. So not just important to get kids involved in hockey, but you know, that multi-sport athlete aspect of it as well is is really important. And again, just adds, a, a, you know, more barriers that obviously you yourself and the foundation are, are looking to, to tear down. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, rinks to links is perfect because rinks gives the chance, the kids get a chance to get out there, try the game, get some instruction. And then the links portion, as you said, is the golf. And here's the thing about golf. You know, again, another sport that is considered very elitist, but it's funny. My, my husband is a farm kid from rural Alberta, Indus, Alberta. And when he graduated from university, he was invited to a charity and corporate golf tournament. Well, he didn't golf a lick and he was left out of business opportunities because he didn't. So if we can get kids to learn some of these games, such as hockey, so that they can be part of the community and the excitement. And when team Canada and at the world juniors, they can be, they can understand where that's all coming from. And then also on the golf side, when they graduate and whatever they become uh, in their future careers, when they get that opportunity to play in a corporate or charity golf outing to again, build relationships because golf truly golf is about building network and relationships. When you're out there on the course, it's such a great social activity that if we can help these kids get the experience at a young age, it's going to help them so much in their future. And between golf and sport in general, obviously a lot of experience is an opportunity for you. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about what what sport? Uh, obviously, golf is a, is probably the more specific one, but really just what you've gained from sport, both as ex- life experiences and the opportunities that come with it. Oh wow! You know, I, I I've been really lucky. So right now in golf, golf is an individual sport, but I've also been involved in team sports, and so I see both sides of it. So I I've I've learned that it's about teamwork. You know, that you play for the for the name on the front, not the name on the back. I've learned about the the importance through sport of hard work, dedication, and that if you put the time in, you will reap the rewards. So I've learned all of these life skills that I can put into my my corporate life that I've learned through sport because I participated in sport. And that's why it's so important that we give children the opportunities to get these life lessons. So truly it can impact all areas of their life. And I think an important thing to remember, you know, when we're talking about hockey as well, that uh, you we talk about accessibility of the game, but from your end, like you mentioned, you're not really a hockey player, but through your son, obviously very involved. And I think it's important too to, um, and something that, that we want to always get out there is that it's, you know, you don't have to play hockey to get the benefits out of hockey, right? For me, I'm not really a great hockey player, but I've done a lot of things on the broadcasting side or volunteer with a team. So I think that's that's part of it too, right? Is whether, you know, it's, it's kids or adults at any age is getting people involved in the game really any way you can and and any way that works for them because there's a ton of experiences you can get out of any sport without actually playing it right Oh, absolutely. And again, if you look for me, as you, as you mentioned, I'm not a hockey player, but with my son uh, and, and his team, you, we can volunteer, we can volunteer. There's fundraisers that you can do. Um, you know, one of the cool things that we did uh, with my son's team is we did a fundraiser for the, at the time called the Sheldon Kennedy Child Advocacy Center, of course, helping children that have uh, experienced abuse in their life. Uh, and uh, it was such an amazing experience to have those children be involved. So here, um, I was involved on the hockey side and I got to be at the games and cheer on my son but then as a team to see them all get together and help other children uh, who have experienced uh, that need is, has been uh, has been truly rewarding. Just a, a bit of a, a sidestep b- before we wrap things up because it's it's not too often you get to speak with a, a long drive champion I believe you you hold I think you hold the record with is it uh, just over 350 yards? 
Yes, I'm the, I was the first woman to ever hit it over 350 yards, three and a half NFL football fields in competition. So I still hold that room as, as record as, as, as the Canadian record. It has since been surpassed at the world record, but I was the first woman to ever hit it over that distance, which is exciting. And what's cool is that I'm still competing. So I won my first national title in uh, 2001, and uh, I've had I've won eight national titles since then. There hasn't been a national championship held every year, but I've continued to compete at the last 20 world long drive championships now i was very disappointed i've come my best place uh, finish was uh, second i was second in the world by three yards i lost to a five-time world champion sandra carlberg by three yards uh when we hit it over three bills there so that was a tough one but uh but i'm still chasing that dream of trying to become the world long drive champion this year of course due to the pandemic uh, the golf channel had to uh, suspend the uh, our tour first and then of course the world long drive so we're hoping in 2021 we can have a full field potentially and we and get back at it so get swinging out there and training and and uh, luckily i'm a born and raised albertan here but i can practice all uh, winter long with some of the outdoor heated stalls they have at uh, such as golf future in calgary and, and that's pretty amazing. So congratulations to you on, on all those accomplishments. I know I'm quite an avid golfer and I'm lucky on some holes if I can get 350 yards in two shots. <laughs> I think I, I think you've probably heard that joke before and we'll continue to hear it because I think a, a lot of people can relate with me on that one. But that's it, pretty amazing. So you really bring that, that kind of unique perspective into the Hockey Alberta Foundation board, uh, which I think is is really cool. And, and obviously looking forward to the things that you and the, the board are going to do in the future as we hopefully you know move out of this pandemic. I'm really honored because I was the first female I'm the first female member on the Hockey Alberta Foundation board so it's kind of neat to give it uh, that I have a perspective that and what I love about Hockey Alberta Foundation they didn't bring me in I don't have a strong hockey background they wanted someone to come into the board that has a a great sports background a great background with kids I'm also a former elementary school teacher and junior high teacher uh, but also uh, in in, I, I do a ton of work in the community with charity and fundraising so that we can help every kid every community and so it's neat that the breadth that you're starting to see then, of course, on the foundation board so that we can have so many people out there using our, our, our talents and our resources to, again, raise as much uh, as we can to help all the children be able to participate who would like to. And I agree. And I think it's really cool to see. And as we see the sport in general, not just at Hockey Alberta, but everywhere, you know, kind of move forward. And I think, again, I'm look, really looking forward to, to seeing what the board can do. And lastly, I guess uh, just the little pitch for people who do want to support the Every Kid, Every Community program. And we can even just kind of expand a little more on, on just what that is and then how people can support it. Because obviously there's the events that come up throughout the year, but really it's it's also a matter of you, you can donate pretty much any time to it as well. So just kind of talking about that and, and where that money goes and, and the kind of things Every Kid, Every Community supports. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, there's opportunities to to donate year round. So at at any point, what a really neat thing is that we're looking at is also trying to get associations. Sometimes at the end of the year, they have a couple hundred dollars extra. Often kids will have a pizza party. I know my son's team has done that. Maybe we could talk to, I would would love parents to start thinking about what if as a team, you took that couple hundred dollars and instead of having a pizza party, donate it to the, uh, the Hockey Alberta Foundation so that other kids can participate. So that money will 
will be used to go to children, again, across the province of Alberta to allow them to be able to help pay for some of their fees, to help uh, pay for equipment so that they can participate uh, in programs uh, out there. And I, again, there was a really neat uh, fundraiser with Major League Socks that, that, that uh, the Hockey Alberta Foundation just did, that you could purchase a pair of socks in a certain, uh, with a neat hockey players. I know I bought Gretzky, Jerome McGinley, um, oh, Lanny McDonald socks. And again, a percentage of those all went. So there's some great fundraisers where you still get something fun for yourself, but also knowing that you're giving a portion of those proceeds go back to the Hockey Alberta Foundation. So if it, I, I, I definitely recommend that people go to Hockey Alberta, check out the foundation link so that they can see all the neat programs and fundraisers we do and any other volunteer opportunities. We are always welcoming volunteers. So if you're someone that would like to be involved in this, we, we, we welcome that or any ideas or again, any donations. So that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Perfect. Well, we're going to let you go again. Really, really appreciate you doing this. And again, just with circumstances, you know, you haven't been able to come into our office yet and, and meet everyone. So looking forward to, to, you know, having you here in person and, and working with you in the future. And again, just looking forward to seeing what, what you and the, the board can do moving forward for, for the Hockey Alberta Foundation and the sport. So thanks again. And you know what? Good luck uh, as we roll into golf season. Hopefully there's uh, something that resembles a season this this year for you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ted. And I'm very excited for 2021. I think it's going to be a great year for everybody. A big thank you again to Lisa for joining us. A great addition to the Hockey Alberta Foundation Board and actually a bit of a, a blast from the past for me because I grew up next to her husband's brother, lived next to him for 20 years, so I uh, knew her actually through, through that. And again, just shows the power of podcast bringing people together. And as we hit the midpoint of the show, it's time to once again look at what's going on around the province. So here's what you need to know. Although we can agree 2020 really wasn't the best, there were still many bright spots and moments of positivity coming from the hockey community, and those were all captured in Hockey Alberta's 2020 year in review, including the induction of two new life members in Bob Bartlett and Ann Hayden, a new partnership between the Indigenous Sport Council of Alberta and Hockey Alberta, officials blowing the whistle on racism in hockey, and many, many more. So make sure you head to HockeyAlberta.ca and check those out. And although it has a different look this year, Female Hockey Day is back once again, and it's fueled by Gatorade. The all-virtual Female Hockey Day will be a two-day event this year, running from 9 a.m. till noon on both January 30th and 31st. Both days will feature sessions with a variety of topics from a number of speakers, including Sarah Okawa, a senior scientist with Gatorade. My apologies to Sarah if I didn't get her last name right. Uh, Level 5 Hockey Alberta official Lacey Senek, Olympic gold medalist and former Team Alberta player and coach Carla McLeod, our own coach mentor Barry Midori, who we heard on episode 4 of Center Ice, and many, many more. So if you're hearing this in time, head to HockeyAlberta.ca and register now. And congratulations are in order for a number of Albertans, as as is really with every episode. First off, congratulations to Lorna LeBlanc, who's celebrating 25 years with Grand Prairie Minor Hockey this year, and actually was recently featured in Hockey Alberta's Hockey for Life campaign. I've developed so many friends over the years that it's been very rewarding. Lorna LeBlanc, congratulations on 25 years with Grand Prairie Minor Hockey. Quarter of a century making a difference in the peace country. Thank you for all that you've done for me personally as an employee of Hockey Alberta and also with the support you had in opening our first regional centre back in 2005. Congratulations Lorna on 25 years of Grand Prairie Minor Hockey. Um, it's quite the accomplishment. What you've meant to hockey in the peace country 
and uh, across Alberta is uh, immeasurable. So again, congratulations and uh, wishing you all the best. Hey Lorna, congratulations on 25 years of service within our hockey system and to our members. Uh, I know when I first got up here, you were a big help to me and helping me get the lay of the land and, and, and learn the ways. Uh, so it's much appreciated. Uh, so congrats again on, on 25 years of service to our members and your dedication uh, within our hockey system. Some amazing stories so far with that Hockey for Life campaign as well. Uh, you can see them all on Hockey Alberta's YouTube page, so make sure you go check them out. We're only scratching the surface right now uh, and many, many more to come. Additionally, if you have a Hockey for Life story that you'd like to submit, be it for yourself or for someone you know, head to HockeyAlberta.ca to find out how. And two Team Alberta alumna are headed to the BFL National Women's Team training camp, so congratulations to Emerence Moshmeyer and Megan Mickelson. Albertans Brad Kirkwood, James Emery, and Christine Atkins will also be at the camp as members of the coaching and support staff. That camp, which is obviously closed to the public for obvious reasons, is taking place in Calgary. And last but not least, congratulations to the six Albertans who are among the 14 selected to attend the National Para-Hockey Team Training Camp, also happening in Calgary. Uh, that's Cody Dolan, Oren Halbert, Zach Lavin, Zach Savage, Brandon Sisson, and, again apologies here, but Micah Kovacevic. Team Canada alumnus Steve Arsenal, along with Ashton Murley, Blair Smook, and Charlie Hassler, will also be part of the camp's coaching and training staff. That's what you need to know. As always, head to HockeyAlberta.ca for more information on any of the aforementioned subjects. Joining us now is Kevin Hodgson, the Executive Director of Heroes Hockey, a fantastic organization running mentorship-based hockey programs in 12 cities across Canada, including here in Alberta in Calgary and Edmonton, provides a free place to play for the most vulnerable youth in those communities. So Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to talking to you more about what we do. And yeah, I gave a, a brief description off the top of Heroes Hockey, but really only scratches the surface and really doesn't do the, the organization justice. So first off, can you give us a little more in-depth look uh, at what Heroes Hockey does? We sort of have two different streams of, of hockey, if you want to say that. Historically, we've always done what we call our Heroes programs, which are making sure that kids who want to play the game, that finances aren't the reason. When I talk about finances, I think we have to really discern what we're talking about. There's a number of kids who a grant from a great organization like Kidsport or Flames Even Strength or Every Kid, Every Community through Hockey Alberta, where if you if you, they just need a top up, they just need something to close between what the family can afford and what the family can't afford. And it might be because they're in a tough situation in the moment. It might be that it just, you know, the budget kind of got out of whack a little bit for a family. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the kids whose families are already making the difficult decision between do we eat or do we pay for our food or for our rent? Do we close our kids or do we meet our other basic needs? So when, when families are living with that level of financial barriers, sport isn't even on the table for them. It's not even in a consideration. And it's not because the parents don't want the kids to have the opportunity. There's just way, way bigger fish to fry. And so we started out really wanting to make sure that we could address those barriers. And the way we do that is by providing an alternative hockey experience. So it's not just throwing money at the problem because 
you can provide all the financial support in the world that you want for a family that's really struggling financially. But if they have no means of transportation, how are they going to get that kid to hockey, for example? You know, a, a broken stick could be a season ender for a family. And so we wanted to make sure that that wasn't the experience for kids. And so we provide after school programming where the kids are picked up after school. So we provide the transportation. They come to the rink. We feed them when we're there because we know that a lot of our players are undernourished and food insecurity is a very real issue for them. So we feed them while they're there, they get their hour of ice time, and then we, then we transport them back home. And so they're at the same rink in their community every week. Uh, it's really predictable for them. And we provide the equipment, we store it on site. All the coaching is provided. Like no hero has ever paid a penny to play the game. And that dates back in Alberta to 2006 when we opened our first program in the Forest Lawn area of Calgary. We want to make sure that the programs that we offer are in the communities that need it the absolute most and remove as many possible barriers to participation as there can be for the kids and make sure that they have access to sport. And in this case, the game of hockey. That's a great description because when we talk about access to the game, a lot of people do think and we've said over and over again people think there's a lot of money in hockey you know and that it, it, there's so many of those foundations and that that yeah everyone can access the game but to hear that from you too and know really all the levels that go into being able to play hockey I think is, is really important and I know for for heroes hockey it is more about more than just playing the game and just the game of hockey right it's a lot of those life skills that come with it we have absolutely zero objectives that have to do with on ice success. We always say if a kid gets to the highest level, it's going to be in spite of us, not because of us. You know, we're not walking into the rink every week with the goal of making sure a kid can make a triple A team or can do this or do whatever. We want to make sure that we are exposing kids to all the great things that hockey has provided for so many of us, which is a sense of belonging to a team, a sense of purpose, a connection to a peer group, a connection to a group of adults who care about them and just want to see them be successful. Really the simplest way I can put it, and we tell the kids all the time, it absolutely does not matter how many times you fall down as long as you get back up. And that has real world applications. So we're working with kids who are used to being told no. We're used to working with kids when we take them on university tours. You know, when it's over, they say, this is really great. And that's so exciting for those other kids to get to go there. We have to open up their eyes and say, no, 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 you belong there. And if we can teach them to believe in themselves, if we can teach them to work hard and set goals at the rink, we can carry that over off the ice and make sure that all of those skills that are so transferable on the ice are transferable off the ice. And that's where our success measurements kick in. That's where the stuff that matters to us kick in is, you know, we're, we're still a, a program that is providing kids, you know, the, the first high school graduate in their family, certainly the first college attendee. You know, when you watch a kid who believed that they had no sense of reason to believe why they should have any, any goals or dreams in their lives, all of a sudden they, they're going off to university. You know, we've, we've had days where kids have got into med school, law school, and trade programs all on the same day. And every one of those is celebrated with the same level of success because that kid set that goal at some point somewhere in their experience with us and had adults that were beside them every step of the way helping them achieve it. And when they get to, when they get ready to it, our work doesn't stop. We can't just go, great, now you're ready at university, go off and be successful. We provide bursaries to make sure they can be successful. And we provide support and mentorship as well every step of the way. And kind of the cool part is when, when the kids have gone off and done that, then they come back and they say, it's my turn to give back. And one of the greatest days of my life was when one of our young people in Calgary kicked me off the ice. He said, you've done enough. And quite frankly, Kevin, you're not that great on the ice. I think I can do a better job. I've been on the ice in Calgary since then. And, and that's, that's not part of our, 
our uh, goal creation, but that's goal fulfillment. That's a kid who said, I was a hero. Now I need to give back to my community. And I'll tell you, there's no better hockey coach out there. Now, you may not be able to put them on a bench next to a U18 AAA coach and, and by some measure, measure say he's as good a coach, but nobody gets more out of those little kids and nobody gets them believing that they're capable of more than that young man I spoke of because he's been there. He's come through. He knows what they need. He knows what works and what doesn't work. And most importantly, he's a role model for them and he's the guy for them to follow. And you hit on so many things there too. And obviously the the impact of programs like Heroes Hockey, you, you mentioned that the specific ways where you've seen the impact of it. So really, really important. And I think when we've talked about accessibility to hockey and we when we talked to Lisa Longball from the Hockey Alberta Foundation Board as well, is that accessibility to hockey is not necessarily for a kid to have a chance to play in the NHL. It might happen. It's for everything that comes with it and letting them experience the power of sport. So I know with, with Heroes Hockey, there's actually kind of three different types of programming. Two of them are, are pretty similar, I think, right, based on age. And another one, I'll, I'll let you speak to it. But uh, really something to me that is just, I think, is incredible. So if you want to talk about those those three types of programming. So on the hero side, the stuff I was just talking about that's, re- that's really intended to, to make sure that finances and social barriers aren't the issue. We have sort of two moving streams we've got future stars which is designed for our kids kind of grade four to grade seven that's our entry point that's where we want to hook them and get them excited about the game but also get them excited about their coaches and then then they move up to what we call all stars which is grade eight and above and that's for our young people once they're in we want them to stay we you know we, we up the ante a little bit on the ice but we also up the ante off the ice and say okay now it's time to start thinking about what being an independent adult looks like what look what what it looks like to really set some goals because whatever your goal is will help you achieve it you just got to tell us what that is and so we'll work just as hard as you are then a couple of years ago uh spring of 2018 i guess it is so three years ago we discovered that there was a real underserved community that wanted to be playing the game of hockey and that was young people that were living with physical and cognitive challenges. And I think like everybody, we just assumed somebody was doing it. There was no reason to believe that it wasn't happening. But what was happening was there was all these kids living with, you know, cognitive challenges such as autism and Down syndrome with fragile X and physical disabilities as well, like cerebral palsy and things like that, that wanted to play, but they were stuck behind the glass. And, And what I mean by that is a lot of them have siblings who don't live with disabilities who were playing the game. And so there was all these kids who were exposed to the game or they're watching their siblings. And this is what we learned from the community is these these siblings were going and watching their, their siblings who don't live with disabilities play the game and they were being included by the team. You know, there, there was a medal for them at tournaments and they were called the super fan and all this kind of stuff. And that was really great in the moment, but on the drive home, it was just a reminder that they would never get to play. And even on our very first equipment fitting day, I had a parent come to me and said, you know, I had run out of stories to tell my child about why we couldn't go in sport check because she had no more, she couldn't come up with any more stories for why her child couldn't try an equipment other than there's nowhere for you to play. And what had happened was the game of hockey had totally moved away from these kids with disabilities, but their passion to play was as big as anybody's. And so we said, well, if there's not a place to play, then we need to, we have two choices. We can either sit with everybody else waiting for somebody else to do it. And quite frankly, complain about the fact no one's doing it, or we can give it a shot. And so we tried a trial program in Calgary in the fall of 2018, had 24 kids on the ice, 23 of whom are still playing with us. It was so successful. We started a second team, Calgary. We started a team in uh, Edmonton. Uh, if not for COVID, we'd probably be up to a third team in Calgary, a second team in Edmonton, and probably one in Red Deer, to be quite honest with you. 
this is a community of kids. No hockey player I've ever met works harder than our superheroes players. When their ice time is over, they are dripping with sweat and the smile is on their face. Our coaches could never put a puck on the ice and the players wouldn't care. They work so hard, but it's, it's absolutely fascinating to watch kids get to do something. They had been told, some of them have been told that they didn't belong in the game, but every one of them have been made to feel like it. And to be able to watch those kids play, man, is unbelievable. And to watch the game welcome their families in. I, I don't know what is more profound to watch a parent go from having two kids to all three of their kids now be able to call themselves hockey players or the parents who have one child who lived with a disability and just assume they'd never be a hockey family, become a hockey family. I still haven't decided which one's more impactful. The reality is, is they're both equally, but um, we have given the game to families. We've given the game to this community and given the game to these kids. And the nice part for us is age and skill don't matter. So we've got 18 year old kids playing with eight year old kids. We've got kids who use assistive devices called K trainers, which is sort of a metal cage that supports their body weight so that they can play upright, skating alongside a young person with autism with minimal sort of physical barriers to playing, but lots of sensory and and emotional ones. And the kids don't care. They're all teammates. They're all there together. And it is the most exceptional thing. And uh, we get to do all the things I think that coaches wish they could do in in more mainstream hockey environments. We have one-to-one coach to player. So Half of our practice is structured and half is the individual skill that the kid wants to work on. We have the ability for family members to be where they need to be, whether it's on the bench or in the stands or whatever that is. But we aspire to hockey parents who turn their back on the rink. And when I say that, these are families who are used to being co-participants with their kids and their activities. You know, in swimming, a lot of them are walking the pool deck back and forth as the child is as swimming lengths. And so in hockey, they never, ever imagined that they'd put their kids on the ice and they'd sit up in the stands. And when we got about two months in and we looked up and the parents had all turned their back because now they had a community and people to talk to. And they were having that time-honored parent tradition of drinking Tim Horton's coffee on a Sunday morning in a cold rink. And they weren't worried about their kids because they knew their kids were in good hands with these amazing, amazing human beings that we have that volunteer their time to coach them. It was something special. So those kids, uh, COVID interrupted what their season was supposed to look like. We were supposed to start playing some more games and all that. Kids don't care. They're online every Sunday morning doing virtual skills and these sorts of things. And uh, for them, just tell me when I get back on the ice coach and I'll be there and they don't miss. It's 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 such a special thing to be a part of. And we're we're blessed that we'd be able to provide it to the to the Alberta hockey community. And the superhero program just, it really just stands out so much to me. And I think it's amazing to see because as you alluded to, there's not a lot of that opportunity there and those programs, there's more now. And and I think that'll obviously continue to grow, but those didn't exist. And to hear you speak about it too, and, you know, just with the enthusiasm in your voice, um, obviously to get to see this every day or almost every day for you is is probably amazing. And I know uh, with the Hockey Alberta Foundation being a, a partner of Heroes Hockey, I had the opportunity to meet you. Um, and kind of see the Heroes program in action at Rinks to Links a couple of years ago. Um, but for people who who not yet have seen that or maybe want the opportunity to be a part of, of this whole program because it's amazing, how do people volunteer for you? I know there's always a need for that. You have some amazing ambassadors too. Just want to give this shout out to the Albertans. I know Jay Bowmeister, Matt Dumba, Mason Raymond are all ambassadors of the program. But uh, for anyone who wants to volunteer, how do they get involved? 
Well, I think, there's, you know, there's a couple of ways. I mean, we always say all our programs take is horses and resources, right? So um, financial partners like Hockey Alberta. And I mean, as soon as Hawk, the Hockey Alberta Foundation caught wind that we were trying to do the superheroes thing, there they were, you know, and even before that, we had been doing, you know, on the hero side, they had been involved. And, and that means a lot on, on a few levels. I mean, quite, quite candidly, our kids are not considered as hockey players sort of under our national model. They don't meet any of the criteria. So by many definitions, they don't belong to the game. And so when a provincial body such as Hockey Alberta says, no, 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 these kids, these kids deserve the game and they belong to the game. You can't underestimate what that means for the kids and their families. So that's really profound, but everything we do is volunteer run. We don't pay for any coaches. We don't because that enables us to maximize the number of kids on the ice because we're not spending a bunch of money on other stuff. And what I've always said is we can teach a good human being to run an ice time. You can't teach a hockey coach who's a bad guy to be more patient and more tolerant with kids who need that. And so what we're really looking for is, is, is just good people, people who understand the power of sport, people who understand that sport can produce great outcomes. And quite frankly, we have volunteers who have learned to skate through our program. And we have volunteers who never stepped foot on the ice because with 30-some kids on the ice pre-COVID, 30-some kids on the ice together, there's always one who needs to talk about what's going on off the ice, and we need somebody there to take care of them. So we're really able to integrate people and to say, what's the skill set you have? What is it you want to share? And how do you want, what do you want to do? Really, the big piece for us is that our kids really count on seeing the volunteers every week. And so we need people who who say, yeah, I can be with you after school every Thursday through the whole hockey season because that's what the kids need is they need that that regular touch point with somebody they don't our kids just don't respond really well to people who come when they can this is this is not that kind of environment but you know everything everything we need in terms of of the people that we need and the way to get started with us is on our website h-e-r-o-s hockey.com it's all there and uh, my contact information's there and and as you can tell i'm happy and love talking about what we do and be happy to talk with anybody else who wanted to get involved and uh you know our, our goal is to make sure that more superheroes opportunities present themselves to to people living with disabilities in alberta and, and certainly on the hero side too this game is just getting more expensive and there's just more financial barriers we got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to offset those barriers and we'll keep doing what we do in those in those really most impacted neighborhoods in in the cities that we've got in Alberta. And uh, the goal is to just make sure that there's no reason not to. There's only lots of reasons why they can. And I'll, of course, always recommend if you're looking to to get more involved in the game and give back to the game, this is an an amazing way to do it. And as you can hear, just from the enthusiasm in Kevin's voice, a very rewarding program to be a part of as a volunteer. But of course, if you can't volunteer your time and you you do want to help out Heroes Hockey, you know, there are always the grants like from the Every Kid, Every Community program. But of course, too, donations are always welcome too. And and Kevin, just uh, how how can people go about that if, if that's how they'd like to contribute to Heroes Hockey? Yeah, so on the donation side and the same thing on our website we got a way to donate and the nice part is is we're able to keep dollars in a community so somebody said love what you're doing across canada but edmonton's what really matters to me we can keep every dollar there and and really easily account for it you know on the volunteer side i'll kind of i guess leave you with this this thought and i say that say this every time you know we don't we don't measure our success by wins and losses sometimes our our kids go years without playing games so if your coaches always go home, I think, and they say to their partner or they say to their friends or whatever, saying, man, I wish I could have this kid for more than a year. Or man, there's this kid that I just can't, I can't shake it. This kid has so much potential, but he's going to move up to another age group or he's going to move to a different, you know, hockey organization next year. I wish I could just coach this kid for like 10 years. And man, if I could just do this and if I could just do that. 
This is the world of, if I could just do that, we have kids who come into grade four and they stay through high school and on to university. We've got volunteers who have coached kids from when they were nine years of age that are now as adults together, running programs together. We've got volunteers who said, yeah, yeah, I know I'm, I'm here for them on the ice, but I want to make sure they're ready for their high school graduation. So I'm going to do this and this, plus I'm going to tutor them. Plus I'm going to, this is the world of, I wish I could because we can in this world. And, uh, it's incredibly exciting. And, uh, you know, for, for our volunteers, when they get to see, because really what we're asking them to do is invest their heart and their time. And, and when you can see what can happen, when you do that, amazing things still happen and amazing things are still possible. Every one of these kids is capable of anything they want to do. They just need to be provided the opportunity. And we're looking for people who understand that. That's such an amazing note to end on. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Kevin. And it's going to sound cliche and you've probably heard it before, but you are a hero of hockey. I think the game absolutely thrives on people like you and organizations like Heroes Hockey. What you're doing in the whole organization is, is doing and can, has done and continues to do for hockey is absolutely incredible. So I know we've only scratched the surface of Heroes Hockey, uh, but we, we won't take up any more of your time. Again, we, we really appreciate this and thank you for everything you do for the game. My pleasure. And you know what? I'll pass your kind words along to our volunteers because they're the real special people. They're the ones that make it work. I just get to talk on their behalf. But thank you very much for your kind words. We're really proud to be part of the hockey community in Alberta and across Canada. A big thanks again to Kevin Hodgson from Heroes Hockey. An absolutely fantastic program doing so much great work across the country. Uh, once again, head to heroeshockey.com. That's H-E-R-O-S uh, for more information on that program. And just like that, Episode 6 of Center Ice has come to a close. One last thank you to Lisa Longball Vluswick for joining us earlier on in the show. One more time to Kevin Hodgson. And of course, thank you to you for listening once again. I'm Ted Emmett. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Center Ice podcast. For this episode and more, head to hockeyalberta.ca. If there's a topic you'd like covered on an upcoming episode, email info at hockeyalberta.ca.